Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On this week's episode, we are talking about treatment options when it comes to infertility. On our last episode, we covered different causes of infertility, what kind of labs and imaging might happen. And so now this time we are going to take a little bit of a look at the options that are available for treatment. Interuterine insemination, timed intercourse, and IVF or in vitro fertilization. This is our fourth episode in our series about infertility. Before we get into our episode, I have something exciting I want to share with you. I have created the 30 Days of Intimacy Workbook. This workbook is to help you increase your intimacy, learn something new, try some new things, and have fun while doing it. You don't have to do it over 30 days. You could do it over a couple months. You could do it over longer. doesn't matter to me, but it will help you get some new ideas to use in the bedroom. In order to get your 30 days of intimacy workbook, go leave a review for the Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators podcast on iTunes, screenshot that, and share that over to Instagram and tag me in it at Jordan Donnell. Once you complete that, I will send that on over to you so that you can get your 30 days of intimacy workbook. If you want to be super effective, go do that right now while you're listening. So on this week's episode, we are talking about treatment when it comes to infertility. There are generally three primary treatment options. However, there's a little bit more to that. And when you see your specialist, you'll talk with them about what is right for you in your certain situation. But I'm just going to give you kind of the general overview here today. Let's say you got your labs done and your prolactin came back high. Prolactin is a hormone that is produced when you are breastfeeding, but can also be produced from other causes as well, but it prevents you from ovulating and having a menstrual cycle. So if your prolactin is high, we'll want to get that treated. It's a simple medication that you take until pregnancy starts. The other treatable option is if you have insulin resistance of some degree, getting that treated with metformin or diet changes, exercise, things like that. Also, if your thyroid is off, optimizing that can also be helpful for obtaining pregnancy. Now, when it comes to the three treatment options, what we're really covering more in detail is going to be timed intercourse, IUIs, and IVF. So timed intercourse and IUIs involve a process called ovulation induction. And ultimately, if you're not ovulating, this process will get you to ovulate, or maybe you're not consistently ovulating, but this allows your reproductive endocrinologist to take control of your body ultimately and trigger for ovulation and have sperm be present and waiting so that you can increase your opportunity for pregnancy. How this is done is you are given a medication on cycle day three, four, or five. The medication is usually going to be Femera, Clomid, or a medication group called gonadotropins. 
Those are less often used because of the high risk of multiples, so usually it's going to be Femera or Clomid. And these medications you take for five days. And about a week after you start the medication, you go back in for an ultrasound, a transvaginal ultrasound. During this ultrasound, they're going to take a look at your ovaries and see if you have any follicles growing. A couple of options can happen at this time. You may have a follicle that's ready to go. They'll trigger for ovulation right away. You may not quite be ready to go, may need a few more days, or you may need another week or so. So it just kind of depends, and everything is based on how your body is responding. So let's say you come in and your follicle, now remember that follicle is what you see on ultrasound, and in that fluid sac is where the egg is. You don't see the egg itself. You just see the fluid-filled sac. If you come in and it's ready where the egg would be mature, we would trigger for ovulation. And this medication is an injectable medication. It's a HCG trigger is what it's called. And this medication causes ovulation about 40 hours later. So at this point, there are two options. You can either do an insemination, which would be intrauterine insemination or IUI, or you can plan for timed intercourse. It depends on what your specific situation looks like. So if your partner has totally normal sperm, everything looks good on them, you may be a good candidate for timed intercourse. However, if you're using donor sperm or if there is some sort of sperm abnormality, going with the interuterine insemination may be the best option. Again, your provider is going to talk with you about what is the best option for you. After that, about a week later, at least the office that I've worked in has you come in to check your progesterone and the progesterone can confirm that you ovulated but then if it's low we're able to give you some progesterone support during that second half during the luteal phase of your menstrual cycle then a week later you come on in for your pregnancy test and another ultrasound at this ultrasound we're checking to make sure that your ovaries are back to normal there's no cysts no reason why we wouldn't be able to go forward with another round if we're not pregnant or if we're pregnant we won't see anything as far as pregnancy but that will kind of make sure that we're good to go for whatever's kind of coming up if you do timed intercourse the follow-up is very much the same just a little bit different you'll talk about when you would have intercourse usually it's going to be that day that you trigger and then two days later so that the sperm is there, ready and waiting when the egg is released. The other primary treatment option that is available when it comes to infertility treatment is IVF or in vitro fertilization. And this process is where injectable medication is used to stimulate the ovaries to produce a high number of eggs. When you're doing ovulation induction, you're wanting only one, maybe two eggs. When you do IVF, you're hoping for somewhere between eight to 20 eggs. And the outcomes are different based on each individual. It's really based on your, your AMH, so that anti-malarian hormone, your FSH, your age. There's a lot of components to it. The IVF process is a little bit more intense it looks like 10 days or so of medications and then you follow up for an outpatient procedure. This process is 
more expensive than IUIs and it's pretty time consuming. So next week we're talking a little bit about my cryopreservation story, which that first beginning half, the medication and the procedure itself is the same thing that women who go through IVF are going through as well. The only difference is afterwards, the eggs are fertilized and frozen or transferred. So that episode, I'm going to give you a little bit more details about what the IVF process looks like. Basically, what you can expect is every other day appointments during this time frame to ensure that your body is responding appropriately and make any adjustments as necessary. And then you go in for an outpatient procedure, you leave, the procedure itself takes maybe 15-20 minutes, and then you're out of there, you go on with your day, you usually relax a day, and then a couple days later, they're going to give you a call and give you your fertilization report. The first phone call is how many eggs you got. The second phone call is how many of those eggs fertilized. The next phone call would be how many of those continued to grow. And then another phone call about how they continued to grow. And something that's so important to understand with the IVF process is that if you get 20 eggs, that does not mean 20 embryos. There is a natural attrition process that happens. Usually, you need about 10 to 15 eggs to have one healthy pregnancy. So it really just varies. That's something to kind of anticipate is that natural attrition. Those are the main fertility treatment options. Timed intercourse, IUI, and IVF. Talking with your provider will be able to give you the best idea of what your best opportunity for pregnancy is. Other things to consider is if you were doing your diagnostic imaging and a polyp or uterine cavity defect is noted, you may require some sort of surgical intervention where they go in and take a look at your uterus, maybe clean it up. That may be something to anticipate. If you have endometriosis, sometimes they may want to do a laparoscopy where they take a look in your abdomen, sometimes not. From what I've been told, the laparoscopies don't really increase the number of pregnancies or it's like 1 in 34, so it's not considered a treatment option, but it is something that sometimes may be considered. The other thing to think about too is during your testing if a tubal blockage was found on both sides or if you have a history of tubal ligation, in vitro fertilization or IVF is going to be your best option for attempting pregnancy. Hopefully that gives you a good idea of the different treatment options that are available. Just a brief overview, there's so much more that we could cover as far as all of those go. And on the next episode, I'll tell you a little bit more about what that IVF process looks like. This podcast is sponsored by Pure Romance by Jordan Jones, offering top bath and beauty products and relationship enhancement items. Check out the link in the bio to start shopping today. By shopping with Pure Romance by Jordan Jones, you are supporting this podcast. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.